most people think you need thousands of dollars to start a plumbing business. I started mine with my credit card. Here's the deal. If you're not willing to put in the work, be uncomfortable and make sacrifices, you'll never make it. Biggest mistake I made when starting my plumbing business was not 90% of plumbing businesses fail. It's hard. You spend the majority of your career working for somebody else and becoming a really good plumber. But when you start your own business, it's not about the plumbing. It's all about... What's up, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, bud? Good, man. It's um, Friday, podcast Friday. It's podcast Wednesday, dude. Dude, why do you always it's switch always, the day on me? It's always podcast Wednesday. Except no when it's what. podcast Friday. No, I was you, telling you, our barber this yesterday. No, no, no. Got my no, hair no. cut and he was like, you podcast today? I was like, dude. We only podcast on Wednesday. That's there's literally podcasts where you say it's podcast Friday. <laughs> I just don't think you know what's going on. I think you, I think old age is getting to you, Jared. Dude, I'll tell you what's getting to me. My hair's getting thinner. I'll tell you that. Did your barber tell you that? No, I was looking in the mirror when he was Ooh. cutting my hair. I was like, dude, my hair's getting thinner up there, like yeah. right up here in the front. Oh crap! It's probably really bad in this light. Oh man. Um. Like, I used to have heck of thick hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you had like, long hair. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, mm. mad thick. Mm. Um, and he goes, well, how often do you shampoo? And I was like, shampoo? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I wash with bar soap, dude. He goes, oh, that's horrible. He goes, how often do you use bar soap on your hair? I was like, every day. Oh, man. He's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was pretty disgusted with yeah. me. Apparently, you're only supposed to wash your hair like once or twice a week. Yeah. You know how many times I wash my hair? I don't even want to know. Maybe like maybe once a month. Once a month? Maybe. Do you just rinse it with hot water? Yeah, just put water on it. Yeah, dude. That's gnarly. Yeah, why though? Like what's like, like you don't like how it looks on your head like when you don't wash your hair or what? Dude, I love feeling clean when I get out of the shower. Like mm. I love the, I don't know, the feeling of <laughs> having soap on and then soap off <laughs> yeah see you just have to get used to the feeling just remember thinking that water cleans you you don't need anything else so you're just like i just went underwater i'm clean nope <laughs> <laughs> nope so what's he saying is that that bar soap's contributing to your, your he said he hair? told me he said i guarantee you if you stop washing with bar soap go get a very mild shampoo and a very good conditioner one that doesn't have a bunch of junk in it that strips yeah. all your chemicals and yeah. stuff or all your oils out of your hair. Mm -hmm. um, like head and shoulders, he said, is the worst. Mm -hmm. He said, "You're, I guarantee you give it six months, your hair will be back to how it was. Really? Yeah. Dang. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So I'm going to try it. Yeah. Cool. So I didn't wash my hair this morning. Ooh, how'd it feel? Which brings up another argument. Morning showers or night showers? Uh, uh, random, just like whatever. Oh, dude, feeling it. Whatever's clever. I can't go about my day without showering in the morning. Yeah, I have to shower at night because I don't like getting into the bed all sticky. That I don't and care. like dirty. <laughs> that I, don't like, I can care feel about. like on my sheets. <laughs> even and, when even when I like worked in the, <laughs> yeah, out in the fields, <laughs> dude. Sometimes this is probably way too far for podcast audience, but too bad. Like when I worked as a plumber out in the field. My wife, we would like pull the blankets off. She'd go to wash the sheets, and my side would have this like <laughs> round dirt Dude, spot on it. So, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. It is. Okay. Um, what are we talking about today? More of that. So when I was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, that's a okay. Well, let's talk about because uh, <clears throat> I mean, lately I've been having a lot of conversations with guys who are thinking about starting a plumbing business or they're 
they're like right in the early stages. Uh-huh. Like they're getting all their licensing, their business license, their bank accounts. Yep. And there's always a question of like, well, how much money should I have to start this? And then like, what's going to be my investments as I'm moving into this? Yeah. Because there's obviously startup costs, but then there's always this like, okay, well, like how much cash am I going to need? Like day four after I start up to get the thing that I need to get work or do whatever. Yeah. So I think it'd be a helpful conversation um, talking about the startup costs and then maybe we could move into just guerrilla marketing and sort of other things like that. Heck yeah. Um, so startup, let's, I guess we'll start with startup costs. Like thinking about a guy who wants to start a plumbing business, but hasn't yet. He's in a, and he's working currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be different for different people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a family and mm-hmm. your bill, maybe your bills are a little higher, it'd be harder for you to live off less. You're, you don't want to take as much risk because mm-hmm. you have a family to feed and yeah. probably a house payment and car payments and those kinds of things, right? And you're probably making like, like let's say you're making like, mm, I don't know, let's just say you're making good money, right? Yeah. And and your assumption is that you're going to lose all that money when you start this business. Yeah. Because you're like your wage is going to drop to like yeah. bottom. Yeah. And that, it could. There's a chance it could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got to remember like, okay, are these are you married? Is your spouse working? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different for everybody, right? Sure. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to be based on like your ability, like how much cash you have in the bank, mm-hmm. your ability to live off of any other income that you have, or your ability to lower your needs to where you can live off very little, mm-hmm. right? Um, anytime... Like anytime you want to go do something, there's always a sacrifice. Sure. It's always a time sacrifice, a money sacrifice, a living standard sacrifice. Something has to give to make yeah. room for the new thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for a guy who's single, working, has a job, first off, he should be a, he should be able to save up some cash, right? Yeah. So it'd be ide- like ideally you would save up money and go start your plumbing business with some money in the bank. Sure. And be able to go buy a van, mm. go buy some tools, like your bare minimum tools, mm-hmm. right? And you then, don't mean buy like a van outright, right? You mean like go... Just go put $1,000 yeah. down on a van. Mm-hmm. Like go get a personal loan on a van. Mm-hmm. Put a 1000 is the minimum you can put down on it, put down on it. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, probably st- before that, like before you ever quit your job even, just go get your proper licensing. Yeah, sure, of course. Go get your business license. Mm-hmm. Go get a logo made. Mm-hmm. Go get your GMB made. Mm-hmm. Not made, but like go on Google My Business and apply for your GMB. Yeah, so that then you can go through the whole verification process. Yeah. Yeah, because those are all going to be really important. Yeah, and then go like think mm-hmm. of a name. Mm-hmm. Go get a logo made. So that you have something to work with. What about like making like hats with your logo or like polos with your logo? Or I think if you're a hat kind of guy, make a hat because mm-hmm. it just makes you look way more professional if you show up in a company hat. Yeah. If you're not a hat kind of guy, then get a shirt made. Yeah. You don't need both. Gotcha. If you have the money for both, sure, do both. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to wrap your van. I don't think you need mm-hmm. to sticker your van. What about something on your van though? Wouldn't it be better to have something on your van, even if it's just like a sticker, than just like a 
completely white van at the beginning? You, I, on a, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I think you could. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and that all depends on how much cash you have, right? Yeah. Like there's going to be something that's going to be more important than <coughs> that. Yeah. I would, like if you're like, man, I can afford a van, but I can't afford to put a sticker on my van. So I'm not going to get a van. Yeah. Like that. Or like I can afford a van and I can afford to do some marketing, mm. but then I can't afford to spend, you know, even a thousand dollars on stickers. Yeah. I would not spend on the stickers and I would try to get more work, right? Yeah, sure. Because you're in the beginning, your biggest hurdle to get over is just producing cash flow. Right. So you have to think in terms of how am I going to produce as much cash flow as possible as quick as possible Mm -hmm. and put all your resources towards producing cash flow? Like Mm -hmm. what is stopping me from producing cash flow? Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it's usually just work. Yeah. Right? So I would go get all that stuff set up Ideally, you would either save money from your day job mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. save money from your spouse's job or go do side work and put some money in the bank right. before you quit your job. Mm-hmm. That would be ideal, yeah. right? Um, not, every, not everybody has that luxury. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're not making enough. Um, I mean, even like I, t- I talked to some guys and they're wanting to start their plumbing business and they have no money, but they have, you know, like $1,000 a month car payments. Sure. And I, and it's like they have $1,000 a month car payments and they ha- they live in a, they have a $4,000 a month house payment. And right. it's like, man, if you just like drove older cars, downsized your house, it would be a lot easier for you to go yeah, sure. start your plumbing business and be successful, right? Because yeah. you got your bills cheaper. Yeah. So if you can make a combination of those things, save money somehow, produce extra mm-hmm. money somehow by doing side work, get your living expenses down, you're going to be much better off. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, that goes back to what you're talking about of like making the proper sacrifices. Yes. Like because your business is going to allow you to afford whatever car you want to drive and pretty much whatever house you want to live in. Yes. And so if you can sacrifice your nice vehicles now and your bigger house now and be like, hey, family, listen, this is going to pencil this way. And if we do this, we can actually do this in a way that's going to have a higher rate of success because we have just more, we have more buffer in our budget to be able to do this. Yeah. And it's going to pencil out in the end. And that's just like good money management skills. It's not even really like, like if you're not able to save money on the income that you have now, mm. when you start your plumbing business and you start making money, you're not going to be able to save any of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just because the numbers are bigger doesn't mean you're going to suddenly know <laughs> no. how to like do whatever you need to do. You're still going to have bad money management skills. Mm. Okay. So there are people out there that are in markets that have, you know, enough of a name in their community where if people find out that they're just taking work, they're going to be swamped. Right. Right. So for those kinds of people, like maybe they already have a bunch of people asking them to do side work, mm-hmm. already have people wanting to come fix their stuff, mm-hmm. um, where if they just made some Facebook posts, mm-hmm. they would be busy. Right. Yeah. Those kinds of people, like they could just not, they could not have any money and they could go start their business on a credit card. Right. And probably make it back really quick. Mm-hmm. So they'd, they'd probably be fine. That's another good question. Like, how much credit did you have? So when I started, we I had like, 
I think I had a $10,000 credit card mm-hmm. is what I had. Did you have, was it like maxed out or did you have any money on it or was No, it, it was paid off. Okay, so it's just sitting there ready to yep. use. Yeah. So, and I started my business twice, right? Mm-hmm. Or really it was three times. I started mm-hmm. with a partner once, mm. started twice on my own. The first two times I ran it for like a year and I didn't, I didn't make terrible money. Mm-hmm. I made okay money. Mm-hmm. First year I made less money. Second year I made more money. Second year I worked a lot more right. to make more money. Sure. But I had some money left over, and we had money in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to go put money on my credit card to start my business wasn't that big of a deal. Sure. Plus, I had ah, sure I had tons of people already that I knew that I knew if they just knew I was in business, mm-hmm. they would hire me. Yeah. So it was real easy for me to go on Facebook and go, you know, add all my mom's friends, my dad's friends, mm-hmm. my uncle's friends, my aunt's friends, and just start making posts. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you need plumbing work, I just started my business, you know, good quality, blah, 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 blah. Call my mom, call my dad, call my brother, mm-hmm. call my uncles. Hey, can you share this post that I just made on right. Facebook, mm-hmm. right? To get the commu- community to know that, oh, Jared has a business. Right. I already had a good name as being a good plumber. Right. Um, and I got work. Like yeah. that's how I got my first month's worth of work. Mm. And in the first month, did like um because I was pricing better at that point, right? I did like forty thousand dollars worth of work in mm-hmm. the first month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really like the catalyst that got me kicking. Yeah. So if you're in that kind of situation where you can just go make Facebook posts, get some work, and you know yeah. you can do that, I mean, go do it. Yeah, it's kind of like Maybe like a good rule of thumb is start with your network. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that you know who need work because you've been doing this for a while. You've been doing plumbing for a while. Yeah. And it seems like if you're doing side work, though, it seems like a good introduction to just making those connections. Like yeah. If you do some side work, then you can start like, because those people will tell other people that you're a plumber and you're doing stuff, whatever, whatever. And then you can just start with that network right there to try to use that as your springboard instead of just being like, jumping onto the scene like hey i'm a plumber nobody knows me yeah the the only thing about doing side work is like people who hire plumbers on the side mm, sure are typically they they're hiring you because they want a cheaper price yeah or it's either they know you and like you and they mm-hmm. want to support you or they want the cheaper price yeah, right sure if they know like you'd want to support you cool right if they just want the cheaper price you're probably going to lose them once you you know start yeah. your own business and yeah. start charging normal prices yeah so you, but I mean, if you're doing side work, just keep your prices super high. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> yeah. then, then you'll avoid all those, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll and it'll like train you to understand that your prices need to be high, so that when you do yeah. get into business for yourself, you don't have to go through this whole shift of oh my gosh, I have to char- like, yeah. I how can I I'm charge not charging more? enough? Yeah, you're in this yeah. com- like in the side work position, you have a job, so yeah. you're like, hey, it's going to be this much, and the customer says no, and you're like, all right, I guess I'll just go home. Yes. And like go to work tomorrow. Yep. Like, yeah, you might lose that job, but it's not like you still have another job, you know? But yep. you're getting used to, we could say, pitching that price. Yeah. And pitching that product and service. Yeah. I will say for there's never going to be a right time to start. Mm, it's sure, never going to yeah, feel yeah. good. It's always going to be scary. Mm-hmm. You're always going to wish you had more money. You're always going to wish you prepared more. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be like, this is the perfect time. Yeah. I'm going for it. Yeah. Right. 
it's not a because it's not a comfortable thing. Yeah, I even talked to a guy like a month ago. He's like, well, you know, we want six months of savings before we do this. And I was like, have you, I was like, well, can I ask a question? He's like, yeah. I was like, have you ever saved up six months of savings before this? And he's yeah. like, well, no. And I was like, I think you're just kicking it down the road. Like, yeah. I think you're just afraid to start. And so you're making almost these arbitrary goals for yourself that yeah. sound good. That's almost recommended advice from financial people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like if you haven't done that, nope. like this is That's going to be almost harder than just starting your business. <laughs> Like, cause I've tried to save like six months of income, like off a very small income, like, babe, we're going to buckle down and do this. And yeah, then it's tough. two months in, I'm like, dang, I'm tired of this. Let's go you'd, buy something. Yeah. You'd be better off pushing forward on your plumbing business and getting your income higher. Yes. And then setting money aside. Yes. It'd probably be faster. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause you could set aside way more money than you could just off your normal income, like trying to pinch pennies here. Yeah. And you'd probably enjoy your life a little bit more. Yeah. Or go do side work and put all that away. Yeah. Like start your business, but don't quit your day job. Mm -hmm. Basically. Mm -hmm. Take calls, only do them on the weekends. Mm -hmm. If people don't like that, that's fine. You don't yeah. have to use me. You can call somebody else. Yeah. I only work on the weekends, right? Yeah. And you could save a lot of money that way. You mm -hmm. could go earn an extra couple thousand bucks every single weekend. Yep. That would stack up faster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Then there's, I mean, and that sort of goes into like, trying to get all your ducks in a row, you're probably just going to not do anything because yeah. you're so focused on getting everything in a row that like is unnecessary that you just keep kicking that ball down the road yep. before you actually start. Yeah. Yes. Just get started. Yeah. That would probably be my biggest piece of advice is just start. Yeah. Just do the thing. Whether that's doing side work, whether that's quitting your day job, mm -hmm. whether that's whatever, getting your license, getting mm -hmm. your logo made, just get started. Yeah. Like get that ball rolling and mm -hmm. then just keep it rolling yeah. as best you can Yeah, with the cash flow that you're able to get, mm -hmm. right? And try to think outside the box. Like how am I going to go get more cash flow? <coughs> how am I going to make this thing work, mm -hmm. right? Um, nobody ever became successful, like went from nothing to something without taking a risk. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's no like comfortable way to do it because you're entering into an unknown that yeah. you don't have you might have the idea of how it works like mm -hmm. you might listen to podcasts like this and you're like oh i feel like i have a pretty good idea but until you're actually in it you won't yep. actually know how to apply the knowledge you've received and like when to apply that knowledge yep exactly mm. so i was listening to a mark cuban um youtube video the other day somebody was asking him questions. And one mm -hmm. of the questions was like, what do you, what are the character traits that somebody needs to make it in business? Mm. And his two things were, they need to have a drive to learn mm. and they need to have a drive to work. Yeah. So basically you have to constantly be learning what it is, the things that you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like for somebody starting a, a plumbing business, like learning, like soaking up as much information about best practices, the best way to run, mm. the best way to price, the best way to market, the best way to start, mm -hmm. like all of those things, soaking up as much information as possible, but then going and putting in the work to make that stuff happen, sure. right? So you can hedge your bets in your favor, like knowing that, and I can totally second like what he said, even though he has way more credit than I do, mm -hmm. in my own life, in my own personal experiences, mm. the times when I really buckled down and was like, okay, I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I got to figure out how this works. 
I got to go seek out this information and learn mm -hmm. how this business should operate or how this business should market itself or how this, you know, how we should buy vans or how we should stock our vehicles or what software is the best or those kinds of things. When I really buckled down, learned the stuff and then put in the work to actually make the changes to actually implement the things mm -hmm. That's when I had success the most, yeah. right? Um, without those two things, you got nothing. Yeah, you just have. <coughs> I mean, you just have your current skill set, and you're just going to hope that your skill set's going to take you there. Yeah, which for most guys is is plumbing, right? I mean, like I heard the statistics that like ninety percent of plumbing businesses fail, uh -huh. and sort of like, well, let me just ask you, like, why do you think that is? Like, why is there such a high failure rate within plumbing businesses? Ninety percent fail, and then. I think 96% of the ones that don't fail, so 96% of the 10% mm. aren't even profitable. <laughs> sure, so like the ones that fail are, they're not profitable. Well, let's see. They're not profitable to the extent that the person doing it gives up. They're living paycheck to paycheck, mm -hmm. job to job. Like they're just barely hanging in there. Yeah, sure. Right, Dude, and what's crazy is you can, that can happen with more than just yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, again, I talk to guys all the time, and they're like three guys, three vans, and they're living paycheck to paycheck, like uh, stressed because they don't know if they can make payroll. Yeah. So there's, it's like there's there's plumbing businesses out there. I talk to them all the time. They have eight to ten guys, and they don't have ten grand in the bank. They're barely making payroll every yeah. week, and they've been doing that for years. Yeah. And it's because the reason, like... The reason people fail is because, yes, they're probably really good plumbers, mm -hmm. but they never learned how to run a plumbing business. Mm -hmm. So they never went out and thought, how how does a plumbing business run? Mm -hmm. How do I learn all this information mm. and then put in the work to go apply it to my business? Yeah. They focus on the plumbing instead of the business. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is when you start a plumbing business, it has very little to do with the plumbing. Mm-hmm. Very, very little. Extreme, extremely small amounts to <laughs> yeah. do with the plumbing, right? Yeah. And it's, and so you have to make this shift in your mind mm -hmm. from caring so much about the plumbing to hardly even thinking about the plumbing and caring about the business, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's a weird transition. Yeah, especially when your whole life you've been focused. And really, if you think about it, your brain has been conditioned for the last yeah, decade, dude. decade plus to care only about the plumbing because every environmental factor is like, hey, man, your work sucked today. Or like, hey, man, you did a really good job today. Yeah. But it's all focused on your work. It's not yep. focused on anything else. Yeah, so I spent 16 years developing my craft as a plumber, right? Reading manuals at night, learning the best way to install this stuff, figuring out how to be quick and efficient, um, learning about all the different tools and materials and tricks of the trade and how to work on all this stuff. And so that's where my mind was at. Like yeah. I was yeah. I was a professional at plumbing, like mm -hmm. plumbing in and out, I knew it 100%. Mm -hmm. And I was anal about making everything straight, quality work, um, and that's what I cared about, mm -hmm. right? Like if I went and did a new install on a heating system, it was phenomenal, right? right? Um, and so most guys, when they go into plumbing, that's what they still care about, mm. and it's mm -hmm. and it's hard for your employees as well. Like we have, like some of my employees, 
they're so focused on that, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. um, that they don't they don't understand why we do what we do in the business because mm-hmm. they're just like in the they're all about the work, yeah. right? And you, I don't even think about the work now, right? Mm-hmm. I know like quality matters, but and we hire guys who care about quality. Sure, of course. Um, but it doesn't matter as much as I used to think it did. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The. Mm, sure. Yeah. Everybody has a different idea or, or, you know, level of like what what quality even is. Mm-hmm. Right. And to and to assume that the customer even understands quality when they see it is a is a gross overestimation of the customer's abilities. The customer understands when things are straight and square and plumb and clean. Like and really, clean. if it's like looks clean in there and yeah. like they see shiny copper and they're like, yeah. "Oh, cool. This is probably good." Yeah. But like, you could walk in and be like, "This is like at my place, last place where I lived, like the heating system had some things in it." Yeah. But when I look at it, I was like, "Cool, man. You got like cool stuff going on. I like this is neat." Yeah. And then like you walk in, and you're like, "Oh, interesting. I don't yeah. why is this here?" And then you see all these things, but yeah. me as the customer, yep. if somebody would have put that system in, I'd be like, "Cool, looks good." Yeah, and you want your guys to do quality work, but like, so I have guys that work for me that do quality work, but do stuff that I would never do, mm. right? Or do stuff in a way that I would have done it differently. Sure. But at the end of the day, it works great. It looks good. Mm-hmm. The customer is super happy. Mm-hmm. So I got to quit worrying about it. Yeah, sure. Instead of going in there and, and sort of nitpicking, like, hey, man, it should have been like this. Yeah. Because that's, that's Jared's way to do it. Yeah, that'll drive you insane, right? Yeah. It'll drive your technicians insane. Oh, yeah, that would drive your guys insane, absolutely yeah. insane. Let them do their thing. Yeah, train them how to do things well and, yeah, sure. and proper techniques and those kinds of things, but let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, it's funny. Mm. I think about my father-in-law. He's, like, mm. super anal about everything. Yeah. Do you think that contributed to, like, how you approach your work? Because you worked with him for a good he's chunk a, of time? Or? He's so anal about weird things. Mm. So like valve handles, yeah. for instance, ball valves. Every plumber who's listening to this hopefully will understand. I'm I was anal about my ball valve handles as well. So like when I put a ball valve in on a horizontal, mm-hmm. is that vertical? Vertical piece yep. of pipe. <laughs> I want the handle pointing up. Yeah. Because I want you to be able to grab that handle and pull it down. Yeah. Because to me it's awkward to pull a handle up. Like, for some like this, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's on like a header. Then mm-hmm. I want them pointing down towards the header, right? Mm-hmm. This, like, it's like sure. half a dozen one or the other. Yeah, right? yeah, sure, sure. Um, he would get so pissed because I would go. He wanted all the handles to be in the flow of the direction of whatever is flowing through the pipe, yeah, right? Sure. So, like, if it if it's if the water's flowing up, he wants the handle pointing down. Mm. If the water's flowing down, he wants the handle pointing up. Mm-hmm. It was so funny because one time I was on a job with him and. We had these guys, they went and put a bunch of pipe in up high in mm-hmm, hangers mm-hmm. and they put valve handle, the valve handles on the top of the pipe. Yeah. Which, so when you're looking up there and it's bare pipe, you can see the valve. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. The second they come insulate that pipe, mm-hmm. you have no idea there's even a valve there anymore. Mm-hmm. It was, he got so mad at them. That one I understand. That yeah. one I get. Yeah. Yep. Uh, where the hell are all, you're, you're not going to be able to see that. Yeah. It was funny. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I digress. Don't that, was get, for, that was for all the plumbers <clears throat> out there. <clears throat> Don't get super anal with your guys. Um, it becomes so much less about like the actual mm-hmm. plumbing. You have to become 
like a a business expert, right? Yeah, like so all that time. So you invested all your time in doing the work, which is awesome. Spent 16 years becoming an absolute professional over here. Mm-hmm. You need to do the exact same mm-hmm. thing becoming a plumbing business professional. Yes. That's what's going to make your business run. Yeah, and I think there's like this this mystique about being a business owner. Like, hey, man, you kind of have it or you don't. Or like there's people who are naturally inclined to owning businesses. I think there is. And I think those mm. people understand that mm-hmm. they have to learn how to do things well. Sure. They have to become masters at what they're doing and then go put the work in to make that stuff happen. Yeah. I think that's what makes a natural entrepreneur. Yeah. There's people who are naturally understand mm-hmm. like, okay, if I want to make this cup, I got to learn how to make it. Like I got to learn the ins and outs of making mm-hmm. cup. Like if you wanted to be a glass blower, right? Yeah. This probably isn't blown. I don't know how that works. But if you wanted to be a glass blower, right? <laughs> yeah. You would you would go study glass blowing. Yeah. And you'd be like, okay, what are the techniques? Like, what are the yeah. things? You'd probably go apprentice under a glass blower mm-hmm. and you would spend years learning how to blow glass. Mm-hmm. Right. And you would you would practice yes. blowing grass. Mm-hmm. Blowing grass. Blowing, that's, some, that's something else. <laughs> that's totally something else. <laughs> blowing glass, right? The same is true for business. Yeah. Like you should be, you should be thinking about how do what how does a plumbing business operate yeah what? specifically a plumbing business too like yeah like there is like broad understanding of business but if you go and you get your what is it your MBA your yeah. college business degree whatever yeah. like if you don't go and get that degree that can equip you with the ideas of business yeah. on a theoretical level yeah but like it's not necessarily going to help you go and run your plumbing business correct you need to learn plumbing business best practices you need to learn plumbing business marketing. Like you need to become a master at plumbing business best practices, Mm -hmm. master at plumbing business marketing, Mm -hmm. master at plumbing business software, master at managing plumbers, a master at like, what does a CSR do in a plumbing Mm -hmm. business? What are their job duties? How, how How can they push revenue? Master at understanding plumbing business numbers. Right, yep. Right? You need to be a master at all of that stuff. Master at plumbing business customer service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and then you need to take that information and then go in, put the work in to practice it. Yes, and and learn how to do it well in right. your business. Right. Yeah. That's the that's what's going to make somebody successful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a skill that you learn. Like nobody jumps yeah. into the plumbing business is like, I just naturally know all this. No. Because that's not how anything works. No. <laughs> like like you might have certain natural inclinations that maybe give you an advantage in certain areas. Like maybe you're just really personable. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you don't practice, you don't continue to practice that skill. And right. that doesn't mean you go and not learn the other skills. Like you might suck at math. Okay. You're going to have to get better at math. I'm sorry. It's just what <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. You might suck at spreadsheets and computer stuff. <laughs> Yes. You're going to have yes. to get better at that. Dude, I You're hear that one all the time where it's just like, well, I'm not good with technology. And it's like, oh, well, learn how to be good with technology. Yeah. Like, don't don't allow that simple statement. Well, <laughs> I just work with my hands, so I don't do computers. Like, okay, well, you should do computers. Well, it, it's okay if you know you're not good at computers, but mm. you should go go on YouTube and be like, okay, how do, how do I use Google Sheets? Yeah. Like, I yeah. can't tell you how many... Like, I take you know, calls with guys, we give them our hourly rate calculator and we go in and we make sure that they have it filled or out right mm-hmm. and they're priced right and we just want to make sure it's good, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so foundational to their business. And so I go in and 
and we're making changes to the calculator. I'm adding calculations in, and they're like, "Man, you're really good at this." <laughs> and it's, and I and I've become really good at it. Mm-hmm. I was horrible at it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what a Google Sheet was. Right. Right. I didn't even know. Like, I look. I remember first opened Google Sheets, and I was like, "I'm screwed." What does this even do? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know Can how. Can I just like, use a Word document? It seems simpler to me. Like, what purpose does this even have, right? Mm-hmm. But I went and watched hours and hours and hours of YouTube videos on Google Sheets specifically. Oh, Jared, that right? sounds so boring, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you know how you know how much money Google Sheets has made me? Oh, dude, I can't imagine. Astronomical like, amounts yeah. of money. You know how much time it has saved me? You know how much information like knowing numbers mm-hmm. because i've plugged things into google sheets mm-hmm. like just the ability to do that has saved me so much time made me so much money it's ridiculous yeah. right and it only compounds on itself yes and that's yes. just one thing mm-hmm. just learning google sheets mm-hmm. then go learn google docs yeah then go learn canva you know how much money learning can- how to use oh, canva dude. made me yeah and actually, not only how much money, but how much simpler it's made certain things. I saw you writing your Christmas list on Canva. Yeah. like, And it looked cool. Yeah. I've like, always <laughs> made cool Christmas lists every year. Mm-hmm. But I usually make them in Google Docs. Mm-hmm. And so I would go find like a image off Google and put it as my header. Yeah. And then I would write Jared's Christmas list. Yeah. Dude, this year I made it on Canva. It looks so cool. Yeah. It was like a ripped out page with Santa hanging over it, pointing at my list. It's cool. <laughs> yep. Did you keep my edition on your list? No, I deleted that. Why do you mean you deleted that? That's something you need. No, I, I don't I don't even remember what it was. Poopsicles. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna see what your family got you. Is that like dingleberries? Could be. But without the frozen dingleberries. <laughs> Poopsicles, frozen ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. Just going in learning all that stuff. Like if you run into a roadblock, go figure it out. Sure. Go learn it. Yeah, there's prop would you say that? Or would you agree with that? If you run into a roadblock, there's probably a skill yeah. deficiency. Yeah, and the coolest thing, like with in today's day and age, is <laughs> you can go learn stuff on YouTube. Oh yeah, there's so there's so much information that you can learn and level mm-hmm. up your skills for free. Mm-hmm. Like you can watch this podcast, you can go learn Google Sheets, you can go learn how to use Canva, mm-hmm. you can. Learn so much stuff for free. Mm. You have literally no excuse mm-hmm. for any technological thing or mm. anything you don't understand. You have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Zero. So when you're starting your business, it's almost like there is a a cash component, but then almost more importantly, or as important, there is just a knowledge component as well. Yeah. Yep. There's a cash component. There's a knowledge component. Um, and so I guess... Like in the beginning, if you're thinking just about, okay, I'm going to go do a bunch of work and I'm going to make a bunch of money, it's, yeah, that's true. You can do that, but you need to make sure you're priced right. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to get the work. You need to know how to get a business license. You need to know how, like you need to get bookkeeping software. Right. You need to get some way to like invoice the customer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Those little things that you those, might not think about. Those little yeah. things. Like I remember when I first got QuickBooks. It was like, okay, I have a business. Now I need QuickBooks. And then it was like, how do I use QuickBooks? Yeah, like this is this is and like then Google I started, Sheets. It's a crazy thing. And then you start ha- so you start having to get into accounting. And you're mm-hmm. like, 
what the hell is a, a yeah. what's an asset and what's a debit and a credit? Yeah. And it's backwards from what you would normally yeah, think. Yeah. And it's confusing as all mm-hmm. get out, but you have to learn, you have to start understanding that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely have to because it's crucial to your business success. Yeah, especially you as the owner who's responsible for this thing. Like those things yeah. are very important for you to know. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because knowing those things is going to inform you on your business. And like, like what we see is that since guys don't know business, they actually don't know what their limiting constraint is. True. And so if you don't know what's actually holding you back, then you have no idea what to do to fix it. Yeah. And what's going to happen is you'll probably do the wrong thing trying to fix it, which is probably just going to make it worse. Probably. Just because yeah. you actually don't know what you're looking at. <clears throat> yeah. The problem that most people run into, I think, is they just they underprice themselves. They figure out how to get work off of like Angie's List or Thumbtack or Yelp or referrals or their GMB, um, but then they underprice themselves so they can never get past that, right? Yeah, sure. So that's just where they're stuck. And then yeah. why Why is always like, why is it always Angie's and Thumbtack and Yelp is like the first entry point that guys go to? It's an easy one, yeah. right? And it's not necessarily that that that's bad um you d- in the beginning to use those places to get leads right sure like in the beginning you want to get jobs however you can yeah so whether that's using angie's list or thumbtack or porch or right. becoming a home depot installer or any of those things or going on facebook and telling your friends hey i own a plumbing mm-hmm. business now um you have to you have to do everything you can sure. to get the to get yeah. work mm-hmm. the trap that people fall into is if they're underpriced, mm. they'll never be able to get out of doing that work, right? Yeah, so that's almost like there's like an there's a progression, yeah, almost a hierarchy where it's like, yeah, you enter in at those Yelp, Angie's Thumbtack, which would probably be like the cheaper sources to get work. Yeah, those are hard ones to do be- when they're they're impossible to scale your plumbing business with because the customers that use them are typically cheaper customers. Yeah, and sometimes you you're forced to give a price before you can ever go to the job. Yeah. And so if you're trying to do that and you have a bunch of guys, it just doesn't pencil out. Mm-hmm. When you're a one-truck chuck and it's just you and you're sure. producing all the revenue yeah, and sure. you're the only one you got to pay, well, then sometimes going and doing those jobs is better than making no money. Right. right? Yeah. Maybe it's just paying your bills, but that's better than nothing. Right. At least you can pay your bills and then maybe win the occasional one Right. and then stack some money aside and then go spend that on some proper marketing. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so because there's, that's a good segue into like, you have all your licensing, you have however much money is contextual to your situation to quote unquote, well, you don't feel comfortable starting out. You just have enough money, then you just go and do it, right? Yeah. And so now let's just lean into like all the guerrilla marketing options as we like to talk about. Yeah. To like just get that first initial slew of work so that you can build to the point where you can hire a marketing agency. Yeah. To then keep your phone ringing without you having to do all these guerrilla stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton. Like getting active on Facebook, just letting people know you have Mm -hmm. a plumbing business Mm -hmm. through whether that's through your company profile or your personal profile or both, both would be better. Yeah. Like let people know on your personal profile, let people know on your company profile, share your company stuff on your personal stuff, ask your friends and family to share Mm -hmm. your company stuff on their personal stuff um, and recommend you to their friends. That'll go a long way, Mm -hmm. just that one thing. 
Um, just being active on there, continually posting, mm-hmm. not worrying about what people think of you. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. worrying about posting too often. Just get active, asking people if they need work. Yeah. Because you'll get in front of the right person at the right time, and they'll call you, mm-hmm. and you will make money. Those are good customers usually too, because they're bought into. You know, typically they they saw your from your mom's post or your aunt's post or your brother's post or whatever. And they're already bought into using you. They already know, like, and trust you, right? right. Through association. So those are usually pretty good ones. Um, there's a whole list of them. So let's just get on the list. Yeah. You can make flyers mm-hmm. and go put them out at grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Doesn't have to be a fancy flyer. Right. It can just be a piece of paper. You can go to Google Docs, mm-hmm. put your logo on the top, and write, you know, Need help with your plumbing? Question mark. Call this company. Here's my phone number. Yeah. And mention this <laughs> flyer, get $25 off. Or mention this flyer, get $100 off. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then put an expiration date at the bottom. Like expires on you know two weeks from today. Yeah, yeah. Don't put two weeks from today, but put the yeah. actual date <laughs> yeah, on there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will, that will get people to go... Oh, cool! I can get a hundred bucks off, and uh, but I got to call them before this date. Get people to take action, right? Yeah. You get this the scarcity with the expiration date, and you get the you know you have a call to action. You're asking them to call you, and mm-hmm. then you get what's the other one? There's scarcity, and there's I don't know, man. Dude, come on! I You're my know. right hand man. You're I letting know. me down here. Yeah, I was thinking about other stuff. <coughs> you got to you got to listen to me. <laughs> oh, I do, I do. With most 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 of my brain. Um. Yeah, we'll think of it later. Anyway, you're asking them to call you, you're giving them a reason to call you, and you're providing a deadline for them to call you. Yes. That's important because when, like if you've ever been in plumbing business, the the amount of like, I need a plumber right freaking now, mm-hmm. those calls are very rare. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, Usually yeah, yeah. what it is is, Somebody has a nagging plumbing problem mm-hmm. that they've had, mm-hmm. and they do not want to pick up their phone and find a plumber and call a plumber to come out and fix it. Mm-hmm. Because to them, it's not a fun experience. It's right. not a pleasant thing. It's yep. not something they want to do. It's not something they want to spend their money on. Mm-hmm. And when they go to call somebody, it's like they've had this nagging them long enough mm-hmm. to where now it's a big enough problem to where they're willing to go through mm-hmm. the effort and the pain in the butt of calling a plumber to come out to their house and right. fix this thing, yep. right? They got to take time off work. Mm-hmm. Will the guy even show up? They got to coordinate schedules with their spouse, with all the stuff. and Yeah, and they got to spend money. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you can, so when you, put a flyer in front of them that's like, hey, I'll fix it. I'll give you $100 off, sure. but you got to do it before this date. It just pushes them to call yeah. you. If you don't, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I got that nagging problem problem. Maybe I'll call these guys, and then they forget about you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what the scarcity does. And then you're also using urgency. Urgency. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Pulled got through. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping my job today, boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a close one. You got mm-hmm. the urgency with the with the um, $100 off, and you got this. There's that scarcity. No, that's urgency. Urgency. You got scarcity with the date, right? I would say with those, making them look good is important in the sense that like, 
when I see a handwritten sign just yeah. like staked into the thing outside of the grocery store, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's communicating me that a certain type of company is doing that. Yeah. Um, there's this hilarious like sign like driving home from church. It's like it looks like a sheet that's like pulled into the ground and it's got like red spray paint like <laughs> like boot camp. And I think it's a fitness offer. And yeah. I'm looking at it, I'm like, that looks sketchy. Like, yeah. this looks like a murderer just <laughs> put that up. Like, camp. I ain't going to no boot camp where I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if it was, like, a big sign that had a good logo with, like, a picture, like, yeah. a, an avatar of, like, a strong dude, like, come join boot camp. I'd be like, dang, what yeah. is that? That could be legit. Yep. So, like, it communicates legitimacy when, you're, when your flyers look legit. Yes. And it just takes, like, having, con- like, if they're in color, they don't have to be. I would it's- say, though, that... Don't let that hold you back. Like, sure. Yeah. Don't handwrite everything, mm-hmm. but don't let having a super legitimate looking right. flyer hold you back. You could go on. You can make it look legit in a Google Doc. Yeah. If you just put your logo in mm-hmm. there, you type it up and space things out nicely. Mm-hmm. That will be good enough. Yep. Right. Yeah. When I was leaving the grocery store yesterday, there was a painter call to action sign, just like we're talking about, uh-huh. like on my way out. And I was thinking about those painters that I see in the neighborhood that we talked about whenever we talked about it. Yeah. And I looked at that and I was like, this is so much better. Like there's yeah. a nice sign with a logo, like, hey, we do painting. They had a little thing like, if you're not happy, we'll give you your money back, whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like in my head, I was thinking like, do I have any painting that needs done? That's like I was they're... considering it. Like I was like, just because the sign attracted me because it was actually done in a way that didn't shout ghetto company. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, cool. And I... I don't have any painting work to be done, so but yeah. you know, I thought about it. And that's another thing that you can put on your flyer as well as a guarantee, like on the bottom, mm-hmm. like mm. guaranteed service that'll make you smile. If not, we'll give you your money back. Sure, yeah. Right? So it's like they literally have no reason not to call you right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you'll get work off those if you do enough of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, it's a volume game. Yeah, because think about it. If you go put 100 of those out, out of the hundred people that saw your flyer, number one, how many of them have a nagging plumbing problem? I don't know. Probably not very many, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe one, Yeah, but I doubt it. But if you go, so let's say one out of a hundred, so you get one call putting out a hundred flyers. If you take that same math and you go put out 5,000 flyers, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're getting way more calls, mm-hmm. right? So it's a volume game. You just got to go make it happen. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any work, the good thing is the you have time yep. to go make that stuff happen. Yep. Go put up a ton of flyers. And that time, and like that's probably like, like it seems to me like that's where like, you know, the mentor, the coach can really help. Because you don't have any work. So in your head, you're like, well, what should I do with my free time? Yeah. Like from the guys I talk to, typically the answer isn't go print flyers and just spend the rest of your day putting flyers out. Yeah. Go get active. You don't don't have money to spend on marketing, so you have to spend your time on marketing. Yes. So you need to spend your time putting out flyers, making Facebook posts, getting into like even on Facebook, like go to your community pages. Yeah. Search for people who are looking for plumbers. Yeah, sure, like you of course. Can join your, the community groups that are in your area. Join the community mm-hmm. groups. Go post on there. Hey, I started my plumbing business. If you guys need plumbing work, give me a call. Yeah, I mean, I still like, I'll get emails from various community groups that my wife has been a part of, and then I'll see things come up like, anybody know a good plumber? Yeah. And it's just like asking for somebody to be like, I do, or like, yeah. I can, what do you got going on? Yeah. Let me give you a call. Yeah. It's just like, 
I can help you out. Call me here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what happens is because like putting out flyers isn't necessarily the fun thing to do or the thing that seems like it'll work, guys will get distracted doing other things. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And like it, so this is a big thing Mm. for guys coming from being a plumber to being a business owner. They don't want to put themselves out there. They don't want to push too hard. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, and you see it a lot in logos, right? Yeah, they want sure. their logo to look, you know, professional and clean and yeah. <laughs> yeah. like corporate, right? Yeah. Um, and they they don't want to like make too many Facebook posts and bother people too much because that's yeah. going to make them look bad. Yeah. The reality is, the more you push your image, mm-hmm. the more you look different, the more you do things that nobody else is doing, mm-hmm. the more people that are going to know who you are, the more work you're going to get. Yeah, like if you think about it, all the annoying commercials that you get on whatever streaming service you have, yeah, they're constantly just bombarding you with the same concepts over and over. And they know you don't like it. And they're like, we don't care. Think about, so think about like the, think about the commercials that happen during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the absolute best advertising money that you can spend, mm-hmm. right? According to advertisers. And think about the commercials they put out. They're funny, they're weird. Yeah. They catch your attention. Mm-hmm. They're not normal. Like the ones that work, right? right? The ones that really that you remember. Mm-hmm. They're not just some lame generic mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying really hard to grab your attention, yep. keep your attention, get you to remember mm-hmm. something so that you will use their service, right? Yep. You have to do the exact same thing with your business. Yep. And you can't be afraid to get out there and get uncomfortable, right? Yep. You have to be willing to like post on your stuff all the time as much as possible. Yeah. You have to be willing yeah. to go put up flyers. You have to be willing to... If, if you can get comfortable enough making video, Mm -hmm. you will crush it. Mm -hmm. And the crazy part is we all have the ability to make video these days. Oh, yeah, easy peasy. And it's super uncomfortable. Like, go to my TikTok or Instagram or whatever and watch my first videos. They were horrendous, right? Mm -hmm. But it was the repetition of doing it over and over and over again Mm -hmm. that now my videos are getting much, much better. They're getting way more views, right? if you can learn how to do video for your plumbing business, like when you go to a customer's house, grab your phone and say, hey, guys, I'm here with so-and-so customer. We had a client do this that he does he does it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, trifecta heating and air. Mm-hmm. If you go look at his Instagram, he's got a video of him with a client. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, trifecta heating and air here with so-and-so. We just mm-hmm. swapped their whatever vanity sink. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the service today? And the lady's like, it was awesome. I yeah. called them and they showed up and they did mm-hmm. the work today. If you can do that kind of stuff and put it on social media, holy moly. Yeah. It's good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If you can if you can just set up your phone on a tripod and make a video about how your service is different or how you started your plumbing business and mm-hmm. your and your going about your work in a way that's unique mm-hmm. um, or just educate the customer about something that you do. Mm-hmm. 
water heaters or water heater maintenance or mm-hmm. something they can do on their own without even calling you. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, you're gonna you're going to build. I mean, in that frame specifically, you're going to build reciprocity. Yeah. So it's like that that person who sees you educating them about something that is going to actually have them not call you. They're yeah. going to be more prone to call you when something happens because you're building trust. And yeah. you're like, dang, hey, he gave me some cool stuff. Like, yeah. I actually didn't know that thing. So, uh, and it's better if, I would say it's better if you can do it than just having the like infogram of like, don't put this in your sink. Only because that's yeah. what everybody does. There's no. no entertainment value. Like, there's no. no Super Bowl commercial that's like, hey, here's an infograph about what Geico does. No. It's like, because that's not worth it. No. And it's not going to cut through the noise Correct. to grab attention. But Correct. if it's you doing it, then it's going to cut through the noise. Yep. And like if you're in a, a really competitive market, doing things like this is going to be differentiate you from other companies. Yep. Especially the big companies who, at least in my experience, aren't doing those personal things. Yep. Because in their their mind is doing other things, right? Yep. They can afford the high budgets for advertising. Yep. And you can't yet. So that's where you have to do all these other things. But yep. they do work. And they're part of building a good business and a good machine, especially when you're just starting out, when you have the time to invest in those skills. Yep. And if you don't know how to do it, go to YouTube and learn it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, that's how I learned. It was YouTube. Yep. YouTube and trial and error. Yeah. It's like at the beginning of your business, like let's say you've been listening to like this podcast Mm -hmm. or other podcasts about home services and you're like, okay, well, it's a slow day. I'm going to like work on my price book. You know, I'm a one truck chuck and I'm going to start building that thing, or I'm going to be looking into these, I'm going to be looking into marketing companies, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. which both of those aren't terrible things to do, Mm -hmm. but like right now you need work. Yeah. Like, and I know it's not attractive to go to Kinko's. Is Kinko's still a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Go to Kinko's and print out a bunch of flyers that you made on Google Docs or Canva or whatever, and then just go wander around and put them on windshields. Yep. But I would say that that's where your attention should be. Yeah. It's like, you have to think about what's the biggest thing holding me up? And then what's the lever that I can pull to make that not hold me up anymore? Right. Right. Um, if you don't have money to hire a marketing company, then your only option is to do guerrilla marketing. Right. So on your free time, instead of working on your price book or things that, yeah, you might need to do down the road, mm-hmm. but it's not the thing that's actually holding you up right now. Mm-hmm. That's a waste of your time. It's it's a small lever now. Right. When you have this much more giant lever that you can pull over here called guerrilla marketing. Right. Right. That will have so much more impact on your business. Mm-hmm. So you need to be pulling the highest leverage levers first. Yeah. The ones that are going to make yeah. the most impact. Yeah. Like don't you don't don't book that call with Service Titan. Like because they're just going to tell you not right now. Yeah. You know, like don't do all that stuff. Like, you got other things that you can do. Yeah. Like man. the guerrilla marketing just to get work. Yeah. Yep. Um okay. Other so, yeah, so it's like we got flyers, we got Facebook. Flyers, we got? Facebook, we got um, Supply House. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a little bit of money and you can go get like coffee cups, this is what I did. I got coffee cups with my logo on them and I went to the supply houses in town and I gave all the employees coffee cups. I think it cost me like 10 bucks per cup. Mm-hmm. And so I got like 100 cups. I spent 1000 bucks. went and gave all the guys my coffee cups. So when you went to the supply mm-hmm. house... They were all drinking out of my coffee cups, mm-hmm. right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all really appreciated it too for some weird reason. They were like, "Oh, thanks, man. That's cool." Yeah. Um, hey, what what if you leveled up? If you if you um, what do you think about this? What if you knew the guys at your supply house, like you knew their names? Yeah. What if you got them 
coffee cups with their names on them and your logo. You could. That'd be tough. Yeah. That'd be hard. That'd be harder to do. Yeah. Because I think there's minimums on the orders and the sure you'd have to get a smaller the minimum yeah. the more expensive yeah. the cup. Because I was just thinking like how cool they'd be like, dang, it's got <coughs> my name on it. Like you know they'd be using that cup for a long time. Yeah. So I went and gave him coffee cups, and then I went back like a week later, and I was like, and I gave him a bunch of business cards. Mm. I said, hey man, if you get if you know anybody that needs work, do you mind just passing on my card? Mm-hmm. I'll take care of them. I'll do a good job. Um, and they recommended work to me all the time. Mm. They still do to this day. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then every now and then <laughs> I would just stop in and give everybody $10 gift cards or $5 gift cards to a local coffee shop Yeah, sure. or a local restaurant or something like yeah, that. You're, again, you're building reciprocity. You're building yes. goodwill. Yep. You're incentive. I mean, you're, you're thanking them up front for doing the thing they may or may not have already done. Yep. Correct. Which is going to lead them to go, oh, wow, Jared is really cool. I got yeah. a coffee cup and I got a gift card. Yep. I'll totally tell people about his business. Somebody calls in for this thing, wanting to know how much it is, and they don't know who to have install it. They're like, oh, you should call my buddy, you know, at yeah. Prospector Plumbing. Yeah. And the recommendation from the supply house, that customer already believes in you. Yeah. yeah. Just like that, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, it's in, such a good recommendation. In my experience, because typically when I'm out there trying to do my own plumbing work, you know, Jared, when I'm yep. calling Jared, like, Jared, how do you do this? How What's a bolt and how does this work? Like, yeah. stupid stuff. I would end up going to the supply house and I walk in there. I'm like, oh, this is another level. Yeah. And so, like, the thing is, at least for me, is I'll walk in there with, like, my parts. I'm like, so can somebody else do this? They're like, yeah, you should just hire this person to do it. Yep. Whereas if I'm, like, at Home Depot, there's a, a lower commitment to the work that I'm doing. Right. But if I'm in the supply house, there's... I probably don't know what's going on and I'm and I'm in over my head. Yep. And so having a recommendation for a company there is helpful for me as the customer. Yep. Right? Like wandering around into this scary place where guys are looking at me like, what are you doing here? You yep. have no business here. Yep. <laughs> like you don't know what you're doing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it works. Um, so there's supply house, you know, guerrilla marketing you can do just getting those guys on your side. Um, let's see, what else is there? Yard signs. Mm-hmm. You can go put up yard signs. You got to be careful on that one. You got to check your, you know, rules yeah. in your county or your yeah, state make sure you're your not city putting trash in the thing or yeah, or like asking if you can put it in certain places if maybe it's in a community. You know, asking the, well, I don't know. Like in our community, we have the show home there. Like yep. I don't know, checking in there, but like, hey, can I put yard signs here? How does that work in your community? Yeah, I know. I would go like. You'll see guys put them at the entrance of our community, but mm-hmm. they're on the public road. Mm-hmm. Like their actual sign is on the public property. Yeah. So they're not actually putting them in private property. They're on right. public property. That's probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. Like go find if there's like large neighborhoods mm-hmm. and they have entrances. Yeah. But the road that they come in from is a public road. Right. And you can put your yard sign on public roads to go through a yard sign there. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason I know who one other plumbing company is here is because yeah. I saw their yard sign. Yeah. Um, yard signs, I would put giant logo, phone number. Mm-hmm. Like Joe's Plumbing, phone number. Mm-hmm. That's it. I wouldn't put my yeah. website. I wouldn't put... Yeah. Because it's such a tiny piece of real estate and people are driving by it pretty quick. Yeah, they're not going to be like, wait, what does all that say? They need to see your logo. <laughs> and then if they really need a plumber, maybe they'll take a picture of it. Yeah. But the reality is they're probably just going to see your logo, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so you can do that. Um, one of the guys in our course, he started going online and finding like remodel contractors, um, electrical service contractors, 
um, other service professionals in his area. And he went on ChatGPT and had him had ChatGPT write up a nice email. Basically, you can go write up an email, like on a Google Doc, write up, um, you know, an email that you would send to these contractors of like, hey, you know, I, uh, I'm a local contractor here. We're looking for work. We're looking to partner with other local service contractors that do a good job. I was wondering if you wanted to start a partnership with me where we would refer you to our customers mm, and you could mm-hmm. refer us to your customers. Mm-hmm. Go to ChatGPT and say, hey, make this sound professional. Right. <laughs> and have yeah. ChatGPT rewrite it mm-hmm. and then go uh, send this to other local service providers in your area and see if you can build these partnerships with people. Mm-hmm. So now the electrical contractor, you can recommend him to your customers and he can recommend you to yeah, his customers, sure. yep, right? that's good. So now you're getting recommendations from other contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great one. Um, you can go door knock. Mm-hmm. Go door knock. Get some door knockers made up. Mm-hmm. Go on Canva, type in door knockers. Right. You'll look, find a door knocker template. Mm-hmm. Build it exactly like you did the flyer that I talked about. Mm-hmm. On one side, have your logo. Need help with your plumbing. On the other side, have, you know, call this company. Here's our phone number, um, expiration date, and what was the other one? Uh, hundred bucks off. Hundred bucks off discount, and then the guarantee. Yeah, guaranteed to make you smile or your money mm-hmm. back. Right, mm-hmm. service that'll make you smile or your money back. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Mm. Um, go start knocking on doors. Yeah, go. You need to look up your codes on this. If there's like sometimes you got to get a knock door knocking permit. Mm-hmm. Go get the permit. Go start knocking on doors. Yeah, literally just go to their house, write up a script. Practice it before you go. Yep. Write up a script and say something to the effect of, hey, we're in the neighborhood working on your neighbor's plumbing. Mm-hmm. Wanted to stop by and see if you guys needed any plumbing work done. Mm-hmm. If we're providing free estimates on anything today, mm-hmm. plus if you move forward to any work, we're waiving our, you know, we're waiving our service call fee. So it's $250 off for any work you get done today. Right. Is there any plumbing work you would like us to look at while we're in the neighborhood? Yep. Simple line. Yeah. Super simple. Mm-hmm. You're going to knock on 100 doors. 99 of them are going to say no. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to say yes. Mm-hmm. It's just a volume game again. And if you're priced properly, you might only need like one or two jobs to actually be profitable. If you could do one job a day and you're priced properly, let's say your average ticket is, let's say your average ticket is $1,000 mm-hmm. and you go spend your day knocking on doors and you get one job and you make $1,000. Yeah. You do that every day, Monday through Friday for an entire month, you're all of a sudden making 20 grand a month. Yep. If you can live off of 10 grand, now you have money that you can go spend on a marketing company mm-hmm. to get work so that you can stop knocking on doors. Yeah. Right. Because remember, the whole purpose of guerrilla marketing is to get enough cash flow so that you can hire a marketing company. Yes. Okay. So, and then think about the other 99 people that said no, but you left them with a door knocker. Yep. Now they're informed. They're or in the 99 network. people who didn't open their door and you left a door knocker on their mm-hmm. on their doorknob, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of those will call you as well, mm-hmm. right? So, and now they know who you are. Maybe they just didn't have any plumbing work that they needed done, mm-hmm. but now they have your thing. Mm-hmm. And now when they need plumbing work done, they know they can call you mm-hmm. and they've already interacted with you. They mm-hmm. already see you. They You already look like a professional. Mm-hmm. They've already had a good experience with you. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yep. So... Oh, I'm in like, again, in like in our neighborhood, 
if I was to have service work of any kind do that, they yeah. would immediately stand out. Oh yeah. Like like but, don't assume that anybody's doing this because I've never had anybody do this. No. The only people who knock on my door are solar salesmen. Yeah. But you know why they do that? Because they can make money doing it. Oh, yeah. Like Tons they understand money. that like I knock on doors and I can sell people on $70,000 solar kits. Yep. Right. Obviously different offer, different parameters. But the idea is they understand that walking down streets and knocking on doors yep. is how they can get business. Yep. And so like it, it works for them. It can work for anybody. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It'll work. Guarantee it. Yeah. Um, Like if anybody showed up at my house, I'd be like, Heck yeah, man. Come on in. Like, yeah, yeah. What do yeah. I got? Yeah. <laughs> what can we have you do? Yeah, I don't know. Tell me about it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got any cool technology we can install? Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. What do you got going on? Yeah. I would totally be down. Um, yeah, doesn't that drive your wife nuts when you do that? Because you're always like, didn't you have like three bud guys like coming by doing bug service because... You just kept having a different... <laughs> we had two bug sprayers at one point in time. Yeah. yeah, because they would knock on the door. I just remember hearing Crystal being like, Jared always just got two bug sprayers now. I he love... just likes to hear the guys' pitch. and you know. Dude, I, I do. I love hearing their pitches. Yeah. Like the solar guys, mm-hmm. hearing what they're doing yeah. and how they're going about it. Mm-hmm. And I love, I'll, I ask, like I get in the nitty gritty. I'm asking them like, how does this work on your end? Because yeah. I want to understand how this is working on their end. Yeah. It's remarkable what yeah. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's a it's a money making deal. And like door knocking and like having that, we could almost say that sales experience is mm-hmm. just good skill to get good at. Yeah, dude. Like just, just you as a business owner, you as a human being, to yeah. be able to communicate in that you know medium pressure situation. Yep. And like practice that. Like get that it. that will take you pretty far in your business just in general getting comfortable yeah doing that in front of the customer yeah that's that's a huge skill set yeah to be able to have again like this medium conflict zone of like this person doesn't really well they don't know you they don't they're kind of bothered that you're here and you yeah. being able to then express enough value for that customer to go I'm actually not bothered anymore I'm actually sort of happy you're here yep like that's a skill of persuasion that yep you it's worth you practicing because you can take that skill and then turn it into the skill in your office yep. with your technicians with your csrs like yep. it just becomes you are more you're better at communicating yep which at the end of the day is one of the highest valued skills yep. in business is communication that's going to it's going to change the way that you communicate on the internet mm-hmm. it's going to change the way that you communicate your business it's going to make you a more effective marketer in general it's going to be huge. Even yeah. if you went and did that and you didn't get any work from it, it's still going to be worth it. Yeah, cuz again, in the long run. Like also the side of you being a business owner is there's this personal transformation that needs to take place. Yes. And so when you can put yourself into positions that require personal transformation, yep. your likelihood of success in your business is going to increase. Yep. Because you're getting used to putting yourself in hard spots and then figuring it out. Yeah, doing difficult crap. Yeah, doing hard stuff. Yeah. Isaac yesterday, my son, he was, he's, we were going to work out in the garage and he's like, yeah, I love doing hard stuff. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Like sometimes you like doing hard stuff, but it was funny. I was like, that's a good line. That's my line. That's your line. Hard stuff is good stuff. Hard stuff is good stuff. Yeah. Um, So door knocking, uh, leaving the little doorknob hangers. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, what else is What about like mail? Direct mail, is that a thing at this stage? Or You could do mailers? direct mail. Direct mail is kind of an expensive deal. Um, you'd be better off door knocking. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. If you have money to spend on direct mail, you'd be better off hiring 
a marketing company. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, one thing you can do is you can go get your GMB yourself, your Google My Business profile. Mm-hmm. They call it something else now. I don't remember what it's called, but mm. if you search Google My Business, you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah. You can get that profile, and then um, if you literally just take a picture of yourself smiling mm-hmm. with your van in the back and use that as your picture... It's going to go, you're going to be one step ahead of everybody else in town because nobody else does that, right? No, they don't. Or most people yeah. don't do that. Yeah. I mean, in our neighborhood, which seems like a prime market for any service company of any stripe, yep. nobody's doing any of these things we're talking about. No. And so, like, there's so many low-hanging fruit opportunities for yeah. the service side. Yep. Like, that one is huge. Like, when I was looking, when I was looking up trying to just find a plumber, mm-hmm. and I was just laughing because I was even just on, like, maps, and yeah. I was like, there is no, nobody's got pictures. No. And the ones who do have pictures, it's pictures of work. Yeah. Which doesn't tell me anything. No, when a customer looks you up, they want to see, like, oh, there's a nice-looking individual who looks happy and professional. Yeah. I'm going to call this guy. Yeah. Because I want to deal with nice-looking, happy, professional people. Yeah, because right? people's eyes and attention is going to be drawn towards faces. Dude, it's like, you go look at, go look at, YouTube thumbnails, okay? Like, that's a really good indication of what's working to attract people to a thumbnail, okay? Right. What's it's a thumbnail? The the image that you see when you look up a video. Mm, sure. The the very, like, before you go scroll your mouse over and it starts playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. It's all about... Mouse, I, it's thumb. I don't, what's a, I don't use a yeah, computer whatever. to do this. I only use my computer. I don't <laughs> get on my phone. Um, I'm, like, kind of old school that way. Yeah, it's, it's good for you. It is. It's really good. Yeah. Um, if you go do research on that, like what makes a good thumbnail, they're taking pictures of their face, right? And they literally go try to make their eyes pop yeah. is what they do mm-hmm. because they understand that people like to identify with other people and they like oh, seeing yeah. uh-huh. eyeballs and smiling faces and things, yeah. right? Yeah. They, nobody identifies with a picture of a hole <coughs> with plumbing in it. No. No, not at all. Yeah. The, the only way that would work on YouTube is if you were trying to attract other plumbers, right? Yes. But if you're trying to attract homeowners mm-hmm. with your, you know, you can think of your Google My Business profile pic mm-hmm. as the thumbnail for your business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to attract homeowners. They don't want to see plumbing. Right. It's not going to stop their, their scroll, right? It's not going to catch their attention. Mm-hmm. When they see somebody who's clean cut and happy and has a smile, mm-hmm. and looks professional, that's what they want. Yeah. So by changing out your picture on that, you just start attracting people to your company. Right. Um, the other thing is, when you go on your GMB, once you get it all approved and up and going, mm-hmm. you just start going, getting five-star reviews, or yeah. getting reviews. Mm-hmm. There's, If you log in, if you're logged into your Gmail, the one that you created your Google My Business with, mm-hmm. if you go to your G- Google My Business and you click reviews, it'll pop up another little window. And at the top right of that little window, there will be a button or a link that says get more reviews. Mm-hmm. If you click that, it gives you the link that you need mm. to send to people to get reviews. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you do some of this guerrilla marketing stuff and you're mm-hmm. getting jobs. Mm-hmm. You need to go... You need to go to the job. Well, first thing you should do is like get their information, name, phone number, email. Yep. Book the job. Okay. Then when you're on your way, either call them or text them and let them know you're on their way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do the work, all that good stuff. And then 
you can ask them for a review right on site. Mm -hmm. And you can say, oh, cool, let me text you the link and text it to them when you're on site yep. and say, cool, did you, and then did you get that link? Cool, do you mind filling that out right now for me? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, that sounds super awkward to most mm -hmm. plumbers, but if you can get over yourself and make that happen, you'll get so many more reviews. Yeah. And you'll get so many more good reviews too. Yeah. It's it's so key. Having a stack of reviews is it's something that you should be trying to do from the outset so you don't have to go back and get them later, but it's just something that will just it's going to help for itself so much. It's going to help your, your ranking grows. on Google and you're going to get so much more work from it. Yeah. I mean it's it's the social proof that you really need. Yes. If somebody's looking for a plumber and they see your profile, like I think Google My Business is really underrated. Yeah. For most people, they don't understand the power of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Google is like my favorite, uh, my favorite analogy for Google that me and this guy on the phone came up with is it's pretty much they're the mob. They are like, like really they, they come yeah. into your store and they're like, it would sure be a shame if anything were to, bad were to happen to your Google profile. Oh dude, it would you be know? detrimental. Because it's like, if you think about for your business, if Google was like, Hey Jared, we got to shut your GMB profile down. You'd be like. Like, okay. It happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody, mm. one of our competitors reported us mm. for something. Right. I don't know what. Google shut our profile down until mm. we sent them proof of, yeah. like, I think we had to send them our business license and our insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? So it was down for like five days. Call volume dropped yeah. significantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot. So um, it's, a, it's a huge push of calls. So if you think about it, People, like 90% of searches are happening on Google. Mm -hmm. Somebody's searching for a plumber. Or something connected to the Google network. Yes. They're going to Google. They're looking. If you can show up there and they, like plumbers are, or customers are going and they're they're going to Google and they're searching through, you know, a smorgasbord of plumbing mm -hmm. companies. And they're going and looking at um, their picture and how many reviews they have. Yep. And what's their rating. Yep. Right. And so if you show up and you have a crappy picture, mm -hmm. it's like ding one. Yep. If you show up and you have terrible reviews, that's ding two. Mm -hmm. They're probably not going to call you. If you show up and you have um, 10 reviews mm -hmm. and they're all good, they're more likely to call you. Yep. If you have 1,000 reviews and you have a 4.8 rating and you have a nice picture... Like yeah, their chances, feel good. their chances of calling you go way up. Yep. The more reviews you can get, the more confident mm. the customer is going to be that you are going to do what you say you are going to do. Mm -hmm. You're going to answer your phone. You're going to book them on the mm -hmm. schedule. You're going to come to their house. You're going to give them an estimate. You're going to do the work. It's going to be good work. It's going to be easy to deal with mm -hmm. you. If there's ever a problem, they can call you back and get it fixed right away. Mm -hmm. They're going to be very confident in that if you have a good picture and yeah. you have more reviews. Yeah. The more reviews you get, the better. Yeah. So in the beginning, when you have zero reviews, or maybe you have five reviews or 10 reviews, one of the highest leverage things you can do mm -hmm. is every single job you're on, hey, would you mind leaving me a Google review? Mm -hmm. Just ask the question. Yeah. Nobody's going to say no because mm -hmm. they're uncomfortable if you ask it. And Especially if you're right there in person and you're like, yep. hey, could you just take care of that for me? Yeah. Like it would be like, hey, would you mind leaving me a, a Google review? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, 
Yeah, of course. What if I wasn't happy with the work though? Like what if I was like, I was kind of grumpy. Would you still offer? I would try to make you happy first. Sure. Yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. you were happy yeah. first. I think that's key because you don't want to <laughs> just like skip out on the job. Be like, oh, make sure to do a Google review when the person is clearly not happy. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. But you want happy customers. Yes. Make them happy first. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, would you mind leaving me a Google review? Helps me out a lot. Yeah. They're going to say yes. And you're going to say, cool, I'm going to text you the link right now. Yeah. Then you pull up your phone. You text them the link. You've already got it saved. Um, you, If you have an iPhone, you can save it to like, a certain button mm-hmm. you press is it you press and hold uh i don't know you can save it to your home screen save it to your home screen it's just like boop. send it on over it's like cool i sent it to you would you mind make sure you got it mm-hmm. nobody's gonna say no yep. they're gonna pull out their phone oh yeah i got it cool do you mind filling that out right now mm-hmm. nobody's gonna say no they're gonna go yep. oh yeah 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 and they're gonna yeah, get they're on gonna there, write a quick thing on there and they're gonna fill it out mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable for you but if you can do that you will get way more five-star reviews yeah and that's what you need. Like you need to build those as fast as you can. Yep. Don't sleep on building those. No. For the people that are, when you're there and you do work and for some reason the customer isn't there, um, then text them the review link. Say, hey, thank you for the business. Really appreciate it. Would you mind leaving me a Google review? It really helps me out a lot. Here's the link. Send them the link. Mm-hmm. Then if they don't leave a review, follow up in a couple days. Hey, just checking in to see if you had time to leave that review. Mm-hmm. Just in case, here's the link again. Yeah. Like they're that important to like put in your like oh, yeah. high leverage tasks of like following up on your reviews. Oh yeah. If you have a CSR, your CSR can do that for mm-hmm. you. Um, and then eventually when you have software and a bunch of guys, you're just going to have that stuff automated yeah. to the software. And the automation works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work as good as asking in the field. Mm-hmm. But asking in the field when it's just you, the owner, is doable, mm-hmm. right? Asking in the field when you have 10 guys out in the field, it gets a lot harder. Yeah. Because you just have a bunch of, like, you have more stuff you want your guys to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yep. And the more reviews you have, the less important it gets to get tons of reviews, right? Mm-hmm. So, Also, in the context <laughs> of protecting your Google profile, do not buy reviews. Oh, yeah. Like, this is sort no. of like, like if you buy reviews, that's when, like, you know, Google the mob guy is like, yeah, it sure would be a shame if anything were to happen to your beautiful GMB profile. Seems but, like you've been trying to buy reviews. Like, but even if they don't catch on, if you buy reviews and you just have a bunch of, you either have a bunch of five-star reviews that nobody said anything on. Right. Which, cool, you got a bunch of reviews, but nobody knows why. Yeah. It looks fishy to the customer. Yes. And then number two, if it they do write something and it sounds like some Indian dude, you know, yeah. from halfway yeah. across the world yeah. wrote the review. All of them sound like they're like, huh. yeah. And like, and like what happens is I've seen it is like, they'll all sort of follow the same like language cadence mm-hmm. and like, they're like big para- paragraphs of like, we were so, and it's almost like the way that it works is like, yeah, talk about how I'm on time and how my work is great and the customer service. Yeah. And then you see like, 221 five stars in a row with all those things highlighted and you're like this is and all the names are like alibaba yeah ramafan yeah yeah and you're like you're like wait a second yeah i'm in kansas yeah (laughs) yeah i don't think that (laughs) yeah game to house do excellent work yeah (laughs) yeah or even if it's like we really chose plumbing company name because of their highly rated success in these areas. And you're like, nobody talks like that. No. Like whenever I've left a review, I've been like, yeah, great service. I really appreciated how cool it was. And this was nice. Boom. Yeah. Like it's not, I'm not overthinking it. No. With this big paragraph. But when you buy reviews, they just seem, it's just such a risk. Like don't mess with it. 
Like, yeah. just do the work. Get the review. Yep. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even thought about buying reviews. It's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's just like a shortcut, right? It's like, I know I need this, but I don't want to put in the work because I don't, I don't know the value that that work will bring. Correct. It doesn't seem like it's that valuable, so I'm just going to shortcut it, right? Like, yeah. eh, it's just a thing that everybody has. Blah, they're probably all fake anyway. Yeah. Like, there's all these underlying assumptions that lead to the choice of buying the reviews. Correct. And really what needs to happen is like, dude, just put in the work and ask for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's okay. Yeah. Like, you grow by being uncomfortable. Nobody grows Correct. by being stagnant and doing nothing. Correct. Unless you got one of those cool ab workout things, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the little the electric things. The little electrifier thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Navy SEALs are advertising those now. Oh. They must be legit. They must be legit. Must be legit. Have you ever used one of those? No. <laughs> you have? <laughs> I've never used one. Uh, That'd be super can funny. Can you imagine my wife if I got one of those? She'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting swole. <laughs> At the dinner table. <laughs> You should get one. And I think my wife's dad had one of those. <laughs> oh, maybe he would. <laughs> he would. Sitting on his chair watching football, yeah. drinking beer with the thing. <laughs> Put a beer belly. Yeah. Get strong. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that is like when he had that, he was a little chubby, but he's actually a pretty strong dude. Yeah, he's yeah. a fit dude. He runs a lot. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, okay, so is there any other guerrilla marketing tactics that we can think of? Dude, I know there is. And we talk about a lot of those in our playbook. And if you haven't gotten our playbook yet, you should go grab it. There's a free link in the description down below. Um, <clears throat> and we updated it. If you already grabbed a copy, go grab another copy. Got to read the new revised edition. If you got it off of our last YouTube video, I believe you have the most updated version, but I don't know when the links came out. And we're constantly going to be updating this anyways, so... But any time we update it, we will let you guys know here on this channel. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. Let's see. Door-to-door -door we covered. Supply house we covered. Um, what else we got? Flyers we covered. Dude, social media. Like, we kind of covered social media. Yeah, but, but we didn't really talk specifically how to... Like, we talked about social media from the standpoint of, like, talking to people that you know. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't cover it on like the what you should be posting and the cadence of that that you can do. Yeah, so social media is a huge lever that you can pull, and we kind of covered in this in this you know plumbing business playbook or my magnum opus as you like to call it. Yeah, so magnum but opus. Social social media, like if you think about how it's free, mm -hmm. so it's totally free. Just requires a little bit of effort, and it's probably one of the highest leverage ways to get in front of the most amount of people right right um if you if you can spend a tiny bit of money on your posts it's a huge lever you can pull okay right so you could go print out a thousand flyers mm -hmm. and it might take you two or three hours to print out a thousand flyers mm -hmm. or to, sorry to go distribute those flyers kinkos is really slow those flyers probably cost you what a hundred bucks yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, probably maybe like more. Ten cents per page or something. I don't know. Maybe hundred bucks, we'll say. Okay, and you get in front of a thousand people mm. with a flyer. Mm -hmm. The cool part about a flyer is it's like a physical good. It's something yeah. they see. Okay, mm -hmm. and I guess what's what's cool about like if you could do flyers and social media, 
is then people are seeing you on their phones yeah. plus they're getting a physical good. Yeah. There's power in getting in 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 different locations, right? Yes. Yeah. So when they see you on their phone, they see the physical good, they see your van driving around. Mm-hmm. Like those are three different things for them. Yep. Um, it makes it easier for them to remember you. Yep. Social media, if you can go make a social media post, mm-hmm. like let's say you just turn that flyer into a social media post. Right. Right. So it's literally just like, hey guys, here's our need help with your plumbing. Mm-hmm. Here's our logo. Here's our phone number. Um, we're running a discount. You don't even need the phone number. You don't even need your logo because it's on your Facebook yep. profile. Like just like, hey, $25 off today only or $100 off for the rest of the mm-hmm. week. Um, expires, you know, Friday at noon. Right. Guaranteed service guaranteed to make you smile all your money back. Make that into a post. Go spend $100 on that post. Mm-hmm. And you'll get in front of a few thousand people. Right. So it's extreme. It's very cheap to get in front of lots of people. Yep. So if you're going to do that, um, when you go into Facebook and you make a post like that, number one, you want to be posting regularly on your company profiles. Because mm-hmm. if you're not posting regularly on your com- company profiles, and then you make a post like this and you go spend money on it. Mm. What people do is they go check out your profile. And there's just nothing. And if there's nothing, it's weird. They're like, yeah. who the hell is this? Yeah. But if yeah. you're posting regularly, they're like, oh, this is a legit company. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also like take a little bit of time to build out your Facebook. Like yeah. put a header photo, yes. like make sure the information is correct. Yeah. Because I've definitely gone to Facebook's for plumbing companies. And I'm like, this is like, you got like half, it's like half done. Yeah. Fill out your bio, put yep. on your website. Like, take the time to do it. Phone number. Yeah. Go, like, if you need somebody to create you a header image, mm-hmm. go on Upwork, mm-hmm. find somebody that will create you a header image. It'll probably cost you, you could probably get it done really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and on your header image, I would put your logo, mm-hmm. your name, and your phone number. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I would put. Some people will search you out on Google and they'll see your Facebook and they'll go to your Facebook. Yeah. And if your phone number's not there, they won't know how to call you. Mm-hmm. So put your phone number on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, this is slightly off topic, we didn't even talk about websites. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Like yeah. you could go get a website done. Yeah. You know, uh, ideally you would make enough money to where you can go work with a marketing company and they can get all that stuff in order for you. Your, you know, get your GMB going, your GLSA going, your website going, build your pay-per-click ads, right. build your Google local service ads, build your Facebook ads, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, um, start posting content for you. Right. Make sure you have your header images are up. Right. You yeah. Know, they'll do all of that good stuff. All of the phone tracking. Yeah. They'll get all of your listings across the internet. Mm-hmm. on the same page they'll start working on your seo mm-hmm. like that's ultimately where you want to go right um it, if you it's probably a good idea if you can't afford a marketing company to go get a very basic website built yeah and you can go you can get that done on upwork as mm-hmm. well so upwork or what's the other one there's fiverr mm-hmm. there's all those yeah there's all those places like that and you just need a real basic website that's like that somebody can go to and see that you're a legitimate plumbing company, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're, so if you're on Fiverr and you're contracting a website builder, Mm -hmm. give them a couple of examples of websites that you see from good big plumbing companies. 
like so they know how to structure it because i've yeah. been to websites and like the colors are super weird like yeah. it's like black and red and it's like kind of hard to see yep. it just kind of feels janky yep. so if you can say like hey i want to build just like this one of yep. this big company's website like that's what i want it to be the only problem with that is they're gonna have like the big companies are gonna have a lot of photos sure professional yeah. photos they're gonna have you know lots of it's going to be a much more complicated website. Yeah, it's going to right? have interactive and so chat gonna, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to cost you a lot more, and then you're not going to have all of the photos and junk mm. as a guy who's just starting out, mm -hmm. right? So it might be a good idea to go find one, like a more simplified model. Mm -hmm. Like for me, if I was just starting out, I would want my web page. I would want my logo at the top. Mm -hmm. I would want, <clears throat> I would probably build out just a one page website. Mm hmm. Towards my logo at the top with a big call now button, right. like call now mm. that they can click with my phone number listed out next to it that they can click. And then I would have like home. And if you clicked it, it would just scroll you to the top. I would have services that would scroll you down to like a list of services. Mm -hmm. And I would have like an about us mm -hmm. that would scroll you down to an about us that had a picture of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would have like a picture of my van or myself underneath that with a form that says contact us or how yeah. can we help you submit. And on every single section of my page, I would have calls to action, like call us, contact us, right, yeah. email us, mm -hmm. just tons of that going on. Yeah. So, so wherever they're looking, they're like, Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. Cause like hopefully they'll decide that like, Oh yeah, this makes sense. I'm going to, where can I contact them? Yes. I would also have a service areas or areas mm -hmm. we serve. Mm -hmm. And I'll just have that scroll down to an areas we serve. Yeah. And I'll put the areas that we serve. And that's probably the only one that I would have them build out separate pages for. Mm. I would have them build out a separate page for each area that I serve. Yeah. So like we serve Fairbanks and North pole. I would have them make another page. that's like Fairbanks homeowners, like, and just put information about their about doing plumbing work in Fairbanks. That'll help your SEO. Yeah, and then, sure. And then put a map on those pages as well mm -hmm. of the areas that you serve. Um, that's probably what I would get done because it would be cheaper, it would work efficiently, yeah, and it would be good enough until you can get a marketing company. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, cool. I should make an example of that and put it in the playbook. Oh, dude. Yeah. Playbook version 1.4. 1.4. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can get a website. That way when people look you up and you have your GMB mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, they can click your website button and it goes to somewhere that looks legit Yeah, and they can call you. Yeah, it's just going to add more confirmation to that person looking that you're a real company. Correct. And that you're going to do good work. Like all these things translate... They're just going to add points to the likelihood of that person calling you. Correct. And then you coming out and do the work. Correct. Agreed. Okay, back to social media. Okay, back to social media. It's a huge lever you can pull. So when you're, you want to post regularly on there, okay? I would say at least post two to three times a week, mm -hmm. minimum. Um, and look at it as an opportunity. Like, think about it. Somebody's going to, if you run an ad, somebody's going to check out your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. What do you want them to know about your company? Mm -hmm. Right? And so I like to think of this as like, what do customers really care about? If you go look at Google reviews of your competitors, of yourself, if you have some, go look at what people are leaving five-star reviews about, mm -hmm. and then go look at what people are leaving one-star reviews about. You'll find that it's 
it's usually the, the same five things. Right. It's either, it's speed of service. So like, and I just went over this in one of our coaching calls yesterday. It's, there's really, there's five businesses that you can look at. There's Amazon. Mm. It was speed of service. Like that, they built a billion dollar empire on speed of service. Yeah. Multi-billion, right? Um, there's, I got to remember them all now. There's Netflix. Mm-hmm. They built a, a huge empire, multi-billion dollar empire on um, ease of use. Right. Right. It started with, rather than going to Blockbuster and having to rent a movie and then bring it back, they just ship it to your house. Yep. No more late fees. And then you ship it back. Mm-hmm. Right. Super easy. Then it went to streaming. Even easier. Right. <sighs> yeah. It's all on ease of use. Um, you can look at Walt Disney. They built a whole empire on just an experience. Right. Yeah, sure. It's all built on experience, quality mm-hmm. experience, right? Mm-hmm. Even when you get their movies, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. You're experiencing something. Mm-hmm. Um, look at um, Bernard Arnault, Louis oh. Vuitton, mm-hmm. richest man in the world right now. Mm-hmm. He His empire started on quality. Right. Right. It was quality leather goods mm-hmm. is what got him there. Suitcases, I think, yeah, is what yeah. he started with. Right. Um Richest man on earth built on quality. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I got to remember the fifth Come one. Come on. Dig deep. I'm going to remember it later because I'm not, there's no way I'm going to think of it now. <laughs> but you can go look at, if you go look at um, five star reviews of local competitors and one star reviews, you'll start to understand mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. oh, actually, all customers, this is what they care about. Right. So they care about that they call the company and they get there quickly. Mm-hmm. They get to them fast right so how fast can you get to them they care about the experience they care about the quality Mm -hmm. they care about how easy it is to use your service so when they call you do you answer the phone right do you get them booked how fast do you get them booked Mm -hmm. when you show up do you look legitimate do you do quality work do you stand behind your work Mm -hmm. is the whole experience easy and seamless right those are the things your customers care about. So you have the opportunity to build what I like to call perceived value in mm-hmm. their mind. So all of those things in reality, when you do them, are very valuable to the customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, And they're going to leave mm-hmm. you a five-star review if you do them well. And they're going to leave you a one-star review if you do them poorly. Mm-hmm. Okay, If on social media you have an opportunity to just tell the customer you do those things, right. and all of a sudden you become more valuable in their mind. They perceive your company as more valuable just because you told them yeah. that you do things. Mm-hmm. Things that you're probably already doing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now you're more valuable, mm-hmm. which raises their chances of calling you over right. somebody else. Especially if they see it consistently on social media. Yes. Because social media, it's an easy game to get in front of people consistently. Yes. Especially if you're spending a little bit of money behind the posts. Yeah. Because then it's just a machine that says, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. Yep. In a pattern way. Yep. And then they're just being educated that you exist and what you're good at. Yep. And really, like, to get somebody to call you, you just have to be educating them as much as possible. Consistently. I mean, yep. again, it's it's what every marketing idea comes down to. Yep. Is, like, Burger King. I just saw an ad for Burger King last night, and I, it was so funny. I was like... Burger King and McDonald's, they still make their ads with beautiful looking food. Yeah. We all know that that food doesn't look like that. No. And yet they still do it 
Because they know that if I just present this enough times, it will cause you to feel hungry yeah. and I'm an option. <laughs> yeah. And you don't, you know it's not even going to look like that, but you're still going to choose me. Yeah. But they just are consistently getting in front of you in yep. different ways all the time. Yep. So when you're posting two to three times a week, think about how you can communicate one of those things to the customer. Mm-hmm. And that's what your content should be about, how fast you are, right? how quality you are. Mm-hmm. And so you can do that by taking other people's reviews mm-hmm. and putting them on there. Uh, not other people's reviews, but your five-star reviews yeah. from yeah. other people. <laughs> yeah. um, you can use memes to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And the, like the other thing is when you're interrupting somebody's social media feed with a piece of content from your plumbing company, you should respect the fact that you are trying to get their attention, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you need to provide them with some value. Right. The easiest kind of value to provide on the internet is just humor, Yep. right? So if you can be different and funny and humorous, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they're not so pissed that you interrupted their newsfeed. Right. And like number two, they might actually stop and see your stuff mm-hmm. versus just scrolling right through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so try to make content that provides value to the other person. Yep. Humor is a great way to do that. Yep. Memes are a great way to provide humor. Yeah, and regardless of what you might think about memes, because I've definitely talked to people like, well, I just don't think memes are funny. I'm like, okay, well, most people do. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's not necessarily what, like I think the trap that we fall into in social media specifically is we say, well, I don't think this appeals. Yes. So I'm not going to post it. Yes. Or I think what most people fall into is, oh, a meme's going to look so unprofessional. Yeah. I have to look professional. Right. But if you want to look, professional you're going to look boring and nobody's going to look at your stuff yeah and And you're going to look like everybody else who's also thinking i want to look professional i need to look professional and see what's so like the incorrectness about that thought is you look to huge companies and they are not professional in their marketing Uh -uh. like again if we go back to the super bowl example Mm -hmm. the commercials that we watch after the super bowl has already aired are the funny ones yep the ones we remember that we go talk to our friends about did you see that funny commercial it's not the ones where they're putting up some dumb infographic with the same colors that everybody else is using with the same wording doing the same crap yeah nobody because nobody it doesn't stand out it doesn't provide any value yep like humor is a is a great value to provide yes okay so once you're posting, then you can go create a post that we like we talked about that kind of mimics the flyer, right? Mm-hmm. So you can run a discount. And when you you can go spend some money on that. So anytime you post a post on your company Facebook page, there's a little button. It used to say boost, now it says advertise. <laughs> when you click on that, you can go build an audience. You can go select specific neighborhoods. Like you it'll pull up a map. Mm-hmm. If you go type in like your city, it'll It'll put a pin on the map, and it'll take you to your city. You can go delete that pin, and you can start dropping pins in specific neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. and you can change the radius around that pin. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden, you can go select really tightly packed Mm -hmm. neighborhoods where you know that good customers live, Mm -hmm. and you can start feeding them that $100 off, guaranteed to make you smile, valid through this next Friday give us a call button on it, mm-hmm. you can go start feeding that out to those communities. Mm-hmm. And you can, if you go spend a hundred bucks on it, 
you're going to reach probably two, 3,000 people mm-hmm. for very cheap. And the trap that guys will fall into is they'll, they won't do that, and then now they're sending out their $100 message to millions of people. Yeah. And it's not going to work. And like, so it's like, if your budget's going to be really small, you want to concentrate who you're sending it out to, True. to very specific areas so that your money actually, because yep. ideally you want to get in front of these people more than once. Yep. Ideally, if you can get three, four, five times in front of them, yep. then that's better yep. because you're just educating them continually on your existence and what you do. Yep. Correct. Easy peasy. Yeah. And really like when we think about guerrilla marketing, this is key to that beginning stage of your business, Yep. but you want to get out of it. Oh, yeah. Like you want to get to the point again where you have a marketing company Yep. where they do all the things that a good marketing company does, which you touched on just a little bit, which we can do a whole podcast about that. There's, of course. A, there's a checklist in the playbook as well. Yeah. And because then that way, then you can just give a company money to go and get your phone to ring. Yep. Like that's where you want to arrive at. Yep. But at the beginning, you got to get work somehow so that you can afford that next step. Yes. And you also need to understand that like, once you hire a marketing company, it takes time for the for that stuff to start working. Yep. Right. And you're still gonna find yourself like to this day, we still every now and then send out flyers. We still go do local events. We yeah. still sponsor local people. We're extremely active on social media. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you're gonna hire a marketing company and that's one and done. Yep. Yep. There's still all these other things that you need to handle in your company. Mm-hmm. But the core of your marketing is this marketing company. Yep. And then the other parts, then you can just work into your overall advertising strategy. Yep. Because again, if you can saturate your market with your colors and your logos and your message, yep. that is going to bring you work. Correct. Because if you don't do that, then there's no reason. It's like, I'm not getting my phone ring. It's like, well, are you doing these things? Well, no. It's like, okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the, that's the <laughs> reason peasy. why. Are you, yeah. Yeah, you know, before we end this thing, another really good one is going and getting involved in like BNI groups, mm-hmm. so business networking groups. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes chamber of commerce groups can be a good one. Just go shaking hands with people, saying yeah. hi, hello. It can be uncomfortable, but it just gets other people to know who you are. Yep. Have some business cards to pass out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just connecting. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean the relationships are key. Yeah. Like you should always be presenting your company as a company that other people want to do business with. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to go do one of these things. Yes. It's like, I'm going to go do all of these things until I figure out which one's working the best for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it consistently enough and long enough to where it'll pay off. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. Cool. That's all I got, man. Okay. See you, Holmes. See ya. (coughs) 